International Poznań. But also we're going to experience the TV culture, and I've got with me two wonderful um, guests, and uh, this is uh, Hans Studio. Hey Hans. Hello. And also Hello. I have Maria Cosera Studio. Hello. 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 How's it going, guys? Um, how is um, uh, uh, hello in Norwegian? This is my question. We just say hello, hello, or hi. Hello and hi. Okay, that sounds pretty much like English. So that, that, that's helpful. That's helpful. But the rest doesn't sound like English. It doesn't. It just uh, is a part of the same language group. Okay. Yeah, that's, I know. That's why Norwegian people speak English so well. Because every time someone from uh, Norway, um, we speak English uh, very, very well. Okay. Shini mamy tutaj wysoką grupę gości. Hans jest Norwegi, Maria jest Polski. Z Amparem będziemy rozmawiać o Norwegii, o kulturze, o kakonacji barw, których jesteśmy teraz, bo to jest tak egzotycznie. It's so exotic in here because we are in Bikahuna Tiki Bar and we're going to talk about the the tiki culture and we're also going to talk about you know uh, Norway, Poland and, and differences between those two countries in terms of culture, many other things. We're going to also talk about um, Hans' music career as a producer before uh, Hans came to Poland um, and so many other subjects. Stay with us. Um, guys, so I have so many subjects to talk about but firstly I'd like to ask you how did you two meet? That's my favorite question always when I have couples on the show. Who would like to start? Hans, please. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I can do it, no problem. Hans, please. Okay, So, awesome. it is not an exciting adventure. It's a very normal way of meeting. We met at work. We were both uh, <laughs> working in uh, IT in okay. Norway, in Oslo. Okay. And we just met in the office. In the office, in the very office. Very classic. Very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I think, you know, we're, there are many couples that come from that background, so I'm not surprised. Right. And, um, okay, so you met in Norway, and, and how much time, uh, kind of, did you spend in Norway together dating, let's say, before you came to Poland? Well, oh, that's a good question. Three years, I guess. In Norway three before years. we came here? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Three years. Okay, awesome. So three years and then you came to Poland. When did you come to Poland? In December 2018. Okay, okay. So that's almost almost two years now, yeah? Yes. Almost two years. And um, so the, my question is, because Norway uh, is uh, such, an, you know, such a rich country, you know, you can earn a lot of money. Uh, obviously, the weather is not that good, but we're not going to speak about that. And you yet decided to come to Poland. Pytam, dlaczego ta wspaniała para wróciła do Polski, znaczy dla Marysi wróciła do Polski, Marii, przepraszam, a, a, dla, a dla Hansa był to pierwszy, taki pierwsza przeprowadzka. So guys, so what, what, what made you come to Poland? Well, I can start with my side of things, I guess. For me, it was a combination of, uh, first of all, I've always wanted to go and live in a different country. It's like kind of been a thing that I've been wanting to do forever. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't know when I was going to get the chance to do that. And also I was growing a bit like um, wary of, of this whole IT job. I've been working there for seven years. It's, um, since I came from like a music background, never really had a proper job before. I went straight from school into music, right? Okay. Which is still a proper job, isn't it? I guess, but it's like very unstable and just, it's not like a nine to five. In, I know. It's 
just sometimes older generations like parents say, "Oh, music, what kind of job is it? You should get a proper job, nine to five. Yeah, yeah. So this, so, this, is, this is the way it works sometimes. That's Absolutely. why I said uh, that's why I used the word proper to okay. differentiate between sure. the two. So yeah, so I was growing a bit tired of that, and we were talking about making a change in some way, and we were debating whether we should like stay and save up for maybe buying a, a flat or something, or what we should do. Yeah. And then this idea popped up that we could maybe go here. Yeah, and then uh, and then we were expecting a baby in ah. December 2018. Okay. <laughs> and this is why we chose to go at that moment. Yeah. To Poland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And okay. So and then you you kind of came to Poland and you you started thinking probably about you know doing some interesting things to make money out, right? And when did that idea of, of having a bar, a tiki bar, um, pop up? Well, for me, it was, um, I used to have friends who were super creative people and always wanted to, they, every, almost everyone I knew was not working regular jobs. Okay. They were all just start, starting their own company, record labels, event management companies, all that kind of stuff. And we always talked about that we wanted to open a bar together one day with a friend of mine. But it was going to be a sport because we were heavily into football at that time. So the idea was of a of a sports bar. Okay. That and was the first that first time the, that the thought ever crossed our mind, yeah. Okay. And uh, she always wanted to open a cafe back in the days. Yes. So we kind of had like similar aspirations, I guess, of what we wanted to do. Okay. Okay. And so so it went from a sports bar to kind of this exotic bar <laughs> that we are here, right? So there is um, a huge difference. Jest bardzo duża różnica pomiędzy tym, co na początku miał być taki bar sportowy, to tego gdzie jesteśmy teraz. But teraz jesteśmy w barze, który jest taki super exotyczny, right? So super exotic in here, I would say, for me. And it's because you, are, you guys are fans of the um, tiki culture. Right now, and I've got with me Hans and uh, Maria, and we're discussing now the tiki culture. So this exotic culture of this uh, place where we, are, where we are here, Big Kahuna Tiki Bar. So sport bar at the beginning. Yeah, that's and then a, this. yeah, a lot of years between those two ideas, though. Let okay. me just uh, make sure right. that's sure. So it's just I was just trying to explain where the dream of doing something like this came from yeah. in the beginning. So it's it's kind of weird actually because uh, we have a really really great tiki bar in Oslo. It's always my favorite place to go for cocktails because there are very different tiki is very different from like it's a subculture within the cocktail uh, scene, if, sure. you, if you will. So I always like love the cocktails there. Lots of like refreshing, fresh rum all that kind of stuff so and when, whenever we went on trips and stuff we would always like seek out tiki bar would be where we wanted to go because of the we love that style of cocktail mm -hmm. and one day we were driving home from poznan yeah and <laughs> i realized that every tiki bar we went to other places it was like super successful always like people just came to it because it was so different yeah. like we have one tiki bar in norway at the moment that's in and it's just in oslo well. yeah at the moment there probably i think it's be nice more. because oslo is relatively cold and you go into this uh, place and you feel like, okay, I'm kind of on holiday, right? Exactly. That's the escapism of Tiki. Escapist. Okay, it's, I like this It's space. the es main concept of Tiki, actually. Escapist of Tiki, that you can, you, can, you can kind of put yourself in a different reality. Okay. Yeah, you can escape the hustle and bustle of the street and come into the Tiki bar where the, everything just changes. Okay. You can relax, you can have super strong and super delicious cocktails. So, you know? In fact, super strong. Okay, so it also <laughs> helps, I guess, to escape. Yeah, it's definitely. also a part of Tiki, but we'll get back to that. Okay. Uh, okay. So in the car ride home one day from Poznan, we were just been chilling. And uh, I was like, wouldn't it be fun to open a Tiki bar? And I said it like half jokingly. 
but she was like, hmm, why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Absolutely. Why not? That and sounds kind of fun, you know? I was kind of speechless because I was thinking, oh, this is a good idea. <laughs> this sounds like a great idea, yeah. absolutely. And um, okay, so um, so. So, you know, kind of the idea, the idea was there. And how much time did it take you to actually open the bar from that moment, like starting from that moment? It would be over half year? Half yeah. year. Yeah, I would say like maybe more, seven, more. seven, eight months. Yes. Okay, so we are, we are here um, uh, uh, in your bar now. And um, how, how did you come up with the location? The location is quite close to the um, Old Market Square, right? Uh, was yeah. that the aim like to be, to be close to Stadirinek? The old market square area? Yeah, we were trying to be as close as possible because it's easy for people who are already hanging out here to come. Exactly. Just a small walk and you'd be here, right? And people are very lazy in Poznan, I would say. Because, you know, in Poznan everything needs to be close, right? It needs to be within walking distance. In yeah. Warsaw or in Wrocław or in Krakow, people actually have to walk to places, yeah? I guess. A lot. But in Poznan, like, you know, if it's something as far from the old market square, then people are like, hmm, too far. And then, and then yeah. I think this is this is the um, this is typically like Poznan thing. Yeah, I, w I would I would consider myself like in being in the shoes of a tourist. If okay. I was in a in a place, in a city, and a bar was like a twenty minute taxi ride that way, or Absolutely. something like that, okay. and, or there is a bar five minute walk from here. Yeah. Then it's a very easy decision to try it out versus the other option. So we Absolutely. didn't want to be in the square. Of course, it's the the prices for for the Are very high, venues very must high. be extremely high. So we didn't want to be in the middle of it. But close enough. Close enough. Yes. Close enough. Czyli wystarczająco blisko starego rynku, bo ceny na starym rynku są niestety bardzo wysokie. Okay. So um, how did you came up with all those uh, decorations here? Because the decorations are. Um, very specific. I haven't seen such decorations in Poznań. So I'm. Kinda... No, that was kind of the point. Yeah, do something yeah. different. different. Yeah, well, because it's it's also a part of tiki culture. The sure. Tiki, the tiki bar can't just be a venue, and it's like, hey, we're doing tiki cocktails. Okay. Like everything yeah. looks sterile and industrial. Right. It's not the tiki bar. Not the tiki bar. So we researched that quite extensively as well. Googled for inspiration for months and mm -hmm. collected a lot of ideas and stuff of what we can do, and then infuse it with some creativity because, obviously, getting this kind of materials in Poland is extremely hard. In America, they have specialized shops to decorate tiki bars. They have wow. everything you would need because it's a big over there, yeah? Okay. So does tiki, tiki culture come from like Hawaii? Because I would think, you know, America, Hawaii maybe? Mm. Is that, is that the place? It's influenced by Hawaii as, as well as other uh, Caribbean islands and also like Polynesian culture Polynesian. in that time. Wow, so what a mix, right? So what, a mix. So, so what, what kind of matches those places is that it's very hot there and the atmosphere is quite... Relax, we could say. Yeah? It's like island culture, yeah? Island culture. With with nautical themes, with like uh, tropical plants, bamboo, okay. low lighting. All low the, lighting. All, uh, that's, well, the, it's become a part of it because you want to like escape away from something. If, if all the lights in here and the materials, they don't look as good in daylight as they do when it's darker. Okay. So it's important for a tiki bar to be a little bit dark and chill to like get that vibe going. Okay. So this is also part of why we chose this place. It's obviously a basement. It is. <laughs> so, uh, and when, later in the day, when the sun doesn't hit the windows here, like, it's very... It's very the dark. atmosphere is like it's, it's evening all the time, right? It's evening all the time. There is always, like, a fiesta yeah. kind of thing. I guess, I guess. <laughs> okay, I, 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 like that. I like that a lot. And um, so what, what kind of um, uh, people would you, would you like to welcome in your, in your bar? Uh, would it be more an international audience because there are more and more international people and that's why we have the show called International Poznan <laughs> um, 
But, uh, you know, what, what kind of target audience? Jaka jest grupa docelowa tego miejsca? Pytam uh, Marię i Hansa. I would say everyone that would like to escape a little bit uh, to some exotic place, but maybe don't want to take a flight. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely less yeah. expensive to come here than to take a flight to Ex Hawaii, for example. Exactly. For example. But, but then there is also a great quality. We put a lot of effort in our um, cocktails. Uh, so the quality, I would say, is on the top. So if you want to have nice time, relaxed atmosphere and great cocktails of good quality, then you should come to us. Okay, okay. So the cocktails are obviously different from other places again, right? So this, there's another, another difference. So what are the uh, main ingredients of, of cocktails in the um, tiki culture? So, uh, first of all, uh, do you, should I tell you something about the origins of tiki culture? Or Yes, we could actually talk about it because that would help to, to kind of understand the, the point of having those cocktails. Absolutely. Yeah, we can do that. First of all, um, it's, I'm not going to go into a lot of details. It'll take too long. But there's a guy called uh, Don the Beachcomber, or Don Beach, as he called himself. Don Beach. Okay. That's the name he, he invented for himself. So he okay. was like a traveler. <laughs> And a rum enthusiast, he used to actually do some rum runs across earlier, so he knew a lot of that, and mm -hmm. he picked up a lot of stuff when he was on his travels in Polynesia and in uh, in the Caribbean islands, right? Mm -hmm. And he saw there that they were doing something like mixing rum with with lime juice, which is like the primary foundation of of tiki cocktails in okay. general. Actually, rum, sake, limon, coffee. Okay, that was a tradition back then, and he was like, hmm, and he's really got inspired by it so he had this idea maybe i should take this to the us right so he gathered like a lot of materials like old like uh, driftwood from the sea and bamboo and old kind of totems and stuff he could gather there and he set up a small place in hollywood uh, and started his first bar okay. so, so that's that was the first bar the first first tiki, tiki bar, bar ever created yeah this guy created tiki by himself Wow, so he was the inventor and then other people um, started uh, mm. copying that or maybe reinventing a little bit, we could say, because it's not exactly copying, right? Everybody kind of added something new to the culture, I assume, every new place. It, later on, yeah. But in the beginning, it was just him and um, he was very secretive and he invented a lot of crazy mixes that he put in his cocktail that you didn't see anywhere else. Like he used vanilla, cinnamon, uh, allspice berries, which is... Uh, Angelski, I think, in Polish. Mm -hmm. That's a very important part. Also, he f found also like a liqueur that's from the Caribbean islands, which is called Falanum, which is like a mix of lime zest, almonds, uh, mm -hmm. cloves, and mm -hmm. ginger. And you wow. steep it in overproof rum, and you get this like really spicy, amazing like liqueur. Wow, so that sounds, that sounds really nice. Okay. So, tiki cocktails are quite complicated. Sometimes there could be up to 12 ingredients in a tiki cocktail. Awesome. Wow. Blend of rums. He was like blending three or four different rums to get the flavor profile he wanted. He was like okay. a real, real genius. Sure. Wow. So, to get us in the atmosphere of the tiki culture, I would like to play some songs that represent this um, culture of this relaxed atmosphere. Uh, Maria, do you have anything in mind that we could play now? Yeah, of course. So give me some examples, what we could play for our listeners. Well, you can uh, you could play Atlantis by uh, Les Baxter. Okay, cool. And one more song. We can play two songs even now to get us in the atmosphere. Uh, well, you can choose uh, Simba by Le Les Baxter too. Yeah, Les Baxter is an uh, exotic icon. Okay. <laughs> one of the, actually, one of the inventors of the whole genre of music too, so... Exotica. Exotica, yeah. Exotica doesn't mean... Okay, so let's go Exotica. I've got another question for you. Um, do you think that people 
will kind of you can be trendsetters in Poland. Is that the only place in Poland for now that uh, kind of represents the sticky culture? Or are there places like this in uh, other other parts of Poland? What do you reckon? Are you, for sure, you are pioneers in Poznań. But do you think it can be a movement? You can start a movement and you can start going, I don't know, to, to other cities? Would that be a plan? Well, we haven't thought as far as that yet. Because okay. we have first we have to establish ourselves here. It's a new thing. So yeah. it takes time to convince people that this is uh, the way to go. But yes, there are other tiki bars in Poland. I, I only know of two others. Mm -hmm. It's uh, one in Warsaw uh, and one in Krakow. So mostly big agglomerations, right? So I think because it also attracts uh, foreigners, international people, because it's kind of this this this, yeah. this environment. So absolutely, wow! So this is amazing, and I like all of the these ingredients. So the ingredients that you don't find in in typical um, bars here in Poland, yeah. So that is that is absolutely amazing. I think it takes a lot of effort to get those ingredients here sometimes, yeah. Yeah, well, it takes a lot of work in the kitchen to make them all because we are extremely focused on everything being homemade and fresh every day here. It's no, we don't pre-buy syrups, okay. like cinnamon service syrups or vanilla syrups, ginger syrups, all that stuff. We all make it ourselves yeah. back here. Wow. So it's, it's an important part of tiki also. Everything has to be super high quality and fresh. Mm. Grapefruit mm. juice, lemon juice, lime juice. We use okay, everything. Awesome. Fresh awesome. pineapple juice. In, I mean, everything you can think of. Awesome. That, that, that is so cool. And I know that you guys are opening for, for the international audience now because in, in two weeks' time you're going to have an international meeting on, on, on Saturday, right? It's going to be on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. And this is to attract international people to, to here. And I know that you have, some of your staff is actually um, not Polish, right? So that makes it, uh, it a little bit more um, international, right? Yeah. So that's cool. So we got a guy from Colombia. Is that correct? Yeah, we have one Colombian bartender and a Norwegian owner. So and two there other Polish employees. So exactly. So it makes it makes it equal, kind of. Okay. Okay. I like that, guys. So now I would like to move to Norway. Sure. This is this is where you guys met, and and obviously, uh, this is a country that I don't know much about. I need to be honest with you. Not a problem. So I would like to ask you, Hans, especially what what are Norwegian people like. Because my stereotype in my head is that they are reserved. Is that true? I think uh, compared to a lot of other countries, I think a lot of people would consider Norwegians to be reserved once they first come there. Mm -hmm. It takes a while for Norwegian people to warm up. Okay, so they come across as reserved, we could say. I guess. And I'm sure a lot of people are. It's... Okay. Uh, the culture of the country way back before the oil and all that is like a very just a big country full of farmers mm -hmm. separated and doing their own things right okay. it's, so it's 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 not been like a very let's say industrialized and and uh, successful countries for very long so and it's a massive country right as well it's a massive territory as well so 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 there are a couple of big cities but apart from that you know so many villages in different parts of norway is that correct yeah we have a good mixture of of big and medium-sized cities but it's mm -hmm. not it doesn't compare to the rest of europe at all every single country i think almost has bigger cities than norway yeah. it's also because Definitely. of the terrain right it's in between fjords and mountains yeah, everywhere but, but oslo is just a little bit bigger than poznan yeah it's the and capital, it's the capital so. yeah oslo right that's true that's true so um so what is like living in uh, oslo is that is that an international city would you say much more international than poznan yeah for me it's weird coming to poland because uh <laughs> In Oslo, we have like this extreme mix of cultures. I mean, wow. I'm going to try this to say it in a way so it doesn't come across in the wrong way. But it's if you walk down in the center of Oslo, there you will you will see as many brown or dark skinned people as mm -hmm. light skinned people or white people. 
Okay. It's like it's completely mixed. So what kind of nations can we um, what kind of nations can we uh, meet? What are the most popular nations in Oslo? Would you say? Oh, there are from all over the place. A lot of people from different parts of Africa, uh, Pakistan and India are, especially Pakistan, are represented a lot because wow. of uh, they needed a lot of people to work mm-hmm. when the country started to have a lot of of, of labor needs in the seventies. They just opened the borders and a lot of people from Pakistan came. For example, we have a lot of people from Asian countries, Vietnamese people especially, and lots wow. of them. So it's a mixture, right? Yeah. That, does that influence um, the um, uh, gastronomy uh, there in the uh, yeah. 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 So, but ab- about the, the culture and mix of uh, nationalities, uh, the first, uh, like on the top, European nationalities uh, on top in, in, Norway? in Norway is uh, Polish and Swedish people. Yeah, that too, I forgot to mention. Yeah. <laughs> Polish and Swedish, <laughs> yes. absolutely. Lots European, of Polish people, yeah. Because it doesn't seem Polish. for you so exotic now, Swedish. I kind of understand that, uh, of, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah, Polish people go here because, you know, the condition, working conditions, right, in, 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 yep. in Norway are, are on a very high standard. Um, so if I could ask you guys, I know it could be a b- bit specific question, um, what is the um, average salary? How, how much do people, for example, you live in Oslo, on average, let's just rough numbers. Um, how much do people earn? Well, it, we have to separate a little bit because, of course, people who work in the lower levels of, of healthcare and maybe or as waiters or and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they're gonna be quite, a lot lower than people with like a traditional office job. But mm-hmm. let's take if we take the office job as yeah. an example, it's like a sure. super like middle middle class kind of uh, bubble. Okay, sure. So I would say. Around ha- I know, I'm unsure of the conversion rates rates for euros and slotties. Twelve thousand slotties. Twelve thousand Twelve thousand yeah. yeah. a month, I would say, yeah. is pretty average for not like uh, management or upper positions. Okay. Like, like normal so office job. Sure. Thing. So um, okay. So let, let's let's play a song, and I will have another question about Norway again. The money. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I like to talk about that as well because it's, it's quite important as well for our listeners. Um, but let, let's play a song, Black Eyed Peas, Where's the Love? We'll find out where the love is, hopefully. It's here. It's here. <laughs> it's here between our couple here, uh, Maria and Hans. My question for um, Hans and Maria is, uh, so how, how expensive is Norway? Because for me, when I, the, the flights are super cheap to Norway. Yeah. I yep. check like Weezer, Ryanair, probably hundreds of lots of return ticket even. Yeah, sometimes yes. you can you can get that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll spend 100 slots going there, but then I will spend a lot of money. How much? How much? No, how how expensive is it? Well, you would you would uh, spend more money on the train from the airport to the to, city to center Oslo, for than for yeah. <laughs> plane that, that's, that's what I heard. And so. and in terms of like going to restaurants, bars, would you say it's what? Twice as expensive, three times as oh, expensive, I can, four oh, times. Oh yeah, much more. I can give you examples if you want. Please take, take the beer. Yeah, I can give you. First of all, buying a normal pills, pills in the in like a shop. Normal lager. Yeah, not, light uh, beer. not in a bar. Just normal lager. Go from to the a supermarket. Store. You guys said super special supermarket. Do you have special supermarkets for alcohol? Yeah, we can talk about that later if you want. Yeah, you, you think, sure. think we can go into the whole differences there? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of differences between mm-hmm. Norway and Poland. Absolutely. But let's do the pri- if we do the price thing first. Then you would pay about at least ten or twelve swati for something in the sh- just for the, from the shop, right? That's quite the expensive. cheapest one. The cheapest. Yeah, the, the, so the worst. worst probably the worst quality. The worst. <laughs> yeah, if you want. And in a bar, in a bar, thirty swati is the minimum. Oh. Oh, minimum, minimum. So forty yeah. in most places. Yeah. 40. Yeah, if you want to buy like craft beer and stuff, I would say you would have to go up to forty. If you 40. want, if you want a normal price for a cocktail, 
uh, could easily be 50 or 55 to 60 okay. even. Okay. But so it's let, not half liter either. <laughs> <laughs> now no, you, get, you get 0. 0.4 usually. 0. 0.4, okay. Okay, but let's not talk about alcohol only. Uh, how about how about food? Like if, if I want to go, I don't know, get a pizza, like, I don't know, pepperoni pizza, that kind of thing, normal pizza, whatever, um, how much would I need to spend? Oh, that, that depends because there's two different <laughs> there's two different ways you can get like a pizza in Norway. Okay. You can either get it from like a typical kebab shop, which also do pizzas, and they will be much cheaper there. But let's say I want to go to an Italian restaurant. I want to, you know, I wanna like go a to proper pizza. Proper pizza, yeah. Wow, then you pay 60 zloty for one like okay. Oh, that's pizza. yeah, that's minimum. Yeah. That's minimum. So 60 to 80, let's say. 60 yeah. To 80. yeah, yeah. Depending on how good Ooh. the place is. Okay, so that's 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 a little bit expensive. So Going out in general to bars and restaurants is super super expensive. Okay. So I guess what is on the similar level, like in Poland, I guess it would be clothes, uh, electronical devices, right? So this is pretty much on the same on the Sa same, same level. Yeah. Same level, yeah. But I guess public transportations must be more expensive. So all those services. Yeah. So everything that is made in Norway, right, is, is much more expensive, we could say. Yeah, and taxis, all of those things, they are oh, mega, expensive. mega expensive. Okay, okay, guys, awesome. So um, another question I have, so what, apart from Oslo, obviously, it's always nice to visit the capital city because it's a bustling, dynamic place. Czyli zawsze warto też odwiedzić oczywiście Oslo, stolice, bo, bo to jest takie miejsce, gdzie mamy te wszystkie kultury i dużo się dzieje. Ale jest też natura, jest dużo rzeczy, które warto odwiedzić w Norwegii. So there are many other things than Oslo, um, you know, kind of natural sites uh, that we should visit. Do you have some, um, maybe some suggestions? I was thinking about Northern Lights. Yeah. Going there. What's, what's the, so for Northern Lights is what, like December, right? You can go there for, for Northern Lights. Where's the best time to? Oh, it's from early autumn. You early autumn. See... So you can go in October. Yeah, in the, yep. in the dark period of, of the year. Yeah. Right. So it's from the autumn to the, to the late uh, spring. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys see that? Did you guys see that? Did you well, did yeah. you go to, to the north? And how far from Oslo do you have to go to actually experience that? You can experience it in Oslo too. But yeah, maybe sometimes not in the it happens. City because it's light. Right. So the, so the, in December the day is very short in Oslo, I assume, right? Yeah, but it's dark by four o'clock. It's already dark by four o'clock. It's kind of it's kind of similar to point. But yeah, it's not that different. Not that different. But the more you go to north, right, mm -hmm. the, yeah. the day uh, gets uh, shorter, right, in, yes. the, in the winter. Yeah, I guess if you want to experience something more primal or, uh, than north of Norway, would definitely be your pick. You have mm -hmm. uh, some period of complete darkness where you never see the sun, mm -hmm. and you also have some periods of something called the midnight sun, and it never gets dark the farther <laughs> north you go. So you have a lot of natural phenomena. It never that gets dark. For yes. example, in late late June, for example, yes. yeah, never. Jesus. So yeah, it's like you, you have sun all the time, so you have to kind of almost board up your windows so how to do, sleep. How do people get used to that? This is crazy. This well, is let's crazy. just say the suicide rate rates are at times quite high in those places. Wow. So yeah, so that's why also Norwegian people, they go on holiday quite a lot, yeah, in the yeah. winter. Yeah, because so. we can afford it, because our money usually, before the pandemic at least, was worth more in other countries, yeah. That's so true. it's easy that's to travel true. with our salaries to countries where things are cheaper absolutely so you can go i don't know to, so you can go to basically any country and it's cheaper right this is this is uh, the, yeah apart from switzerland i yeah. assume switzerland is more expensive oh, i don't think so i no? think it's on par or maybe a little bit cheaper probably yeah. but a little bit cheaper so anywhere you go apart from scandinavian countries it's cheaper yeah denmark and sweden is a lot cheaper than norway right so there you go so everywhere you go i would like to have that because for polish people to save money i don't know we have to go to ukraine or maybe Georgia. Yeah. Last Polakom, żeby oszczędzić, to musimy jechać na wschód, a Norwegians tak naprawdę mogą pojechać wszędzie. So Norwegian people can go anywhere and they yeah. save money. Just. Truly. Yeah. Very amazing.
But yet you decided to come to Poland and earn a little bit less. So I'm very, I'm very happy, I'm <laughs> very happy for you on, on, on the one hand that you are here and you, you kind of, you know, you, you're doing something, uh, something, something fun. Mm. So Maria and, and Hans, one more, one more question. What, what is the vision? What is the future for this place and you here in Poland? I know it's a big question, but we like to talk about the future as well on the show. So, Hans, over to you. Well, first of all, we are trying to just like every bar and every restaurant in the city to get through the pandemic period and trying to survive the economic backlash of that sure. whole situation. And of course, our goal is to expand and grow, be open more days, fill the place with people. Once the tourists come back, it's going to be also be a lot better. Sure. So, do you, do you think that you are now influenced by by COVID nineteen, and then do you think that there could be more people without um, without the pandemic? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of places will say the same. I know it, things are starting to normalize, but exactly. still cases are going up yeah, in all true. over Europe right now. So, What's the situation like in Norway? Do you think Norway is uh, are bars open in Norway? Yeah, uh, but they have very strict rules. So much more strict than Poland. Yeah, uh, well, a little bit, yeah. Little the, bit. The, you can't stay open on t after 12 in the evening, for example. Okay. Then you have to shut down. Uh, okay. Because they want to avoid people getting too drunk late at night. And then interacting in bad ways. Yeah, it's different. Uh, completely yeah, it's different culture in Norway when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. So people cannot handle like too, too much alcohol. People either. get shit-faced on the weekends, basically. Yes, it's a Norwegian less, culture. Less. So, so in, in Polish we could say some strasznie piani. That's what what he meant. Um, why? So um, okay. So so obviously now it's influenced by by this. But in a long-term perspective, you want to gather you want to gather a crowd uh, here that some. People that will be frequent guests, right, and they will yeah. be a part of the community. Exactly. Because I 100%. think in running a bar, the most important part is um, uh, having that community, yeah? Yeah. having this amount of people that you know come here and, and have a good time. So, um, Hans, oh, one more thing. I know that uh, in Norway you were a music producer, so you were kind of in the entertainment business, we could say. Czyli branża rozrywkowa po polsku. Um, do you think that it helps in running a bar and in having that interaction with people, that um, experience in the in the music industry, in the entertainment industry? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Maybe, but I was, you know, I was not like the front singer in a band or anything. I was mm -hmm. mostly in the studio, so I was not the one in most of the time interacting with people and going out and sure. doing connections and stuff because we were always. In our cave, you know. Our <laughs> cave, okay. making, but, making but, music, making music. But I really enjoy like when we have people here who are enthusiastic and want to meet us and talk to us. It's mm -hmm. a, a super fun. I enjoy it a lot. So yeah, maybe, maybe. It's also the creative part, yeah. Yeah, the, I think yeah, maybe it's more maybe to do with what we the creative do. Creative part of the brain, wise yes, here. Exactly. The okay. product, I think because I love to be creative, and here I can definitely be that. Always mm -hmm. thinking of new ingredients and new cocktails and all that stuff. And also of new music, right? Because I think music is also <laughs> music is also a big part of of, uh, of what you guys have uh, what you guys have here. Yeah? yeah, that's true. I guess that's true as well. Yeah. So when it comes to that question about the future, also I just wanted to add that we we really, really, really believe in what we're doing here. Mm. We have everything we do here is attention to quality and details, and we're always innovating. Every week there are new special cocktails on the menu that are not on the regular menu. Mm -hmm. We constantly are in the kitchen inventing and, and doing our best to, to give the best product possible. So once okay. people start to realize that, it will take time. It always does with new places. That's but true. that's the future that people will realize that we are doing something special here. And they... Okay, so, so guys, so I, wish you, I wish you all the best, and I hope that in the future you will be able, you know, to... 
to maintain the quality, to maintain the standards, because that's some that sometimes is a problem that you know you kind of have public demand, czyli to co ludzie potrzebują, a, a to co jest filozofią, and there is a little bit of that conflict, yeah, whether to go very commercial or stick to um, the values, yeah, that we want to represent. But I think you can, you, you will handle that uh, very well, uh, so it shouldn't be a problem. Uh, okay, so um, so that will be the that was the final question, guys. Thank you so much for being um, part of the show. Thank you for having us. And thank you, Big Kahuna uh, Tiki Bar, for, for hosting us. Um, and also, I'd like to say, because we forgot that, that this name, Big Kahuna, is from Pulp Fiction. For our Pulp Fiction fans, you can Google that as well. Um, Agnieszka Link will um, will get you vocabulary from this episode, so there will be a lot of vocabulary um, every Sunday. And we hear each other next week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Guys, how do you say thank you in Norwegian? You can say talk. Or to talk, which means sitting with what? I like talk because this is the thing about this thing. Thank you very much. Uh, and, uh, Thank you. Thank you.